Welcome to the Lent Easter podcast series from the National Association of Directors of Christian Education. This year, we have invited our board of directors and other DCEs from around the United States to share with you their thoughts on the Psalms of Lent and Easter. Throughout this season, we ask you to consider the message of our suffering Savior and his road to Calvary. As we journey towards the cross and the empty tomb, we pray that you are blessed by these devotions. Now sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and take a listen. Hi, my name is Paul Krentz, and I've been a DCE for 51 years. I served 24 years in a local church setting and then 20 years on the staff of the Texas District full-time working with 125 churches and new church plants in North Texas, as well as youth ministry and working with our 100-plus DCEs here in the Texas district. Then after I retired, spent seven more years part-time for the district, working with youth ministry with our DCEs and the call process for commission ministers, and finally retired again last year. My wife Becky, also a DCE, and I are volunteers at Narrative Church. It's a new church plant in Round Rock, Texas where I happen to be the old man in the praise band with everybody else under 30. And both Becky and I serve on the leadership team. We do kids ministry as well as hosting the Next Gen Parents community group at our home once a month. Today I'm going to share some thoughts with you on Psalm 32, verses 1 through 7. Psalm 32 is one of the seven Lenten penitential psalms. It's been used this way by the Christian church since the 6th century A.D., Hear the words of that psalm from the ESV. And I might suggest you might have your Bible open to Psalm 32 so you can follow along. David writes, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I think we live in an era where most people don't want to hear much about sin anymore, let alone talk about or confess their own. we got all kinds of euphemisms for sin like, I exercised poor judgment, or I made a mistake, I did something dumb or stupid, I goofed, I had a failure in judgment, and at worst we we say, if I offended anyone, I apologize. My usual go-to when I've sinned with unkind words or actions against my wife Becky is to say, I didn't mean that, or I didn't mean to do that, or I didn't mean it the way it sounded. Both are just my poor ways of excusing my own sinfulness. I wonder how often any of us say to a spouse or our own children or a teammate on our church staff, I have sinned against you and I repent. Even in church today, pastors might be cautious in talking about sin, lest anyone get offended. However, David in this psalm doesn't mince words when he talks about sin. 
Most scholars think he wrote this psalm shortly after his affair with Bathsheba and the subsequent murder of Uriah. In verse 1, David says, speaking of himself, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. In verse 2, he says, Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity. I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time either of those words, transgression or iniquity, came up in any conversation, let alone one between Christians. In the Hebrew, transgression is pesha. It means literally rebellion against God. Iniquity is avon. In Hebrew, that means perversity or depravity. Even when I ponder my own sin in my private prayer time to God, I most often don't think of myself as rebellious or depraved. But indeed I am, and so are you. The gospel comes through clearly in this psalm as David recognizes just how blessed he is that his transgression is forgiven and covered. He knows God does not count his iniquity against him. But in verses 3 and 4, if you look closely, David tells us it wasn't always this way. His first reaction was, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away. And then he goes on to say, your hand was heavy upon me. And finally, my strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Chad Bird, in his wonderful book of 365 Daily Devotions in the Old Testament, titled Unveiling Mercy, which I highly recommend, by the way, writes this. He says, David did himself no good when he kept silent or held back, when he did not acknowledge his sin to the Lord. Unconfessed evildoing was a devouring cancer. Interesting here that the Hebrew for kept silent is charash. It's also the same word for meaning to plow, suggesting David was using a word play here as he's at first saying he tried to plow his sin beneath the soil so it would be hidden. Of course, confessing is not telling God something he doesn't already know. But David and you and I as well are not ready for absolution and forgiveness if we plow our sin under rather than speaking the truth to God. In verse 5, David tells us about his turnaround. He says, I acknowledge my sin to you, and I did not cover up my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. God's forgiveness was there all the time. Confessing our sin is not some sort of transaction that triggers God's absolution and forgiveness, but it is what's necessary before we are ready to receive it. Because of that absolution, David then goes on boldly to say, as he does in verse 2, that he's a man in whom, whose spirit there is no deceit. Like David, we can be confident, as David shares in verse 6, that when we feel like we're going under in what David calls a rush of great waters, God promises those waters cannot overwhelm us. Like David, when we come clean with God and with the folks we've sinned against, we can say with David, you're a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Instead of plowing our sin under in a silly attempt to hide it from God, we now have God as our hiding place from whom our own rebellious transgressions and perverse iniquities can't touch us anymore. That's the great news about this Lenten season, the somber time of reflecting on Jesus' passion from Ash Wednesday to Good Friday gives way to the joyous celebration of Easter, when Jesus bursts forth from the tomb and gives us that hiding place in him 
which we know is going to last forever. I hope God richly blesses your time of reflection in this Lent as well. Thank you for listening to this Lent Easter podcast. We ask you to look for us on your favorite podcast platform to regularly receive NADCE's podcasts during the Lent, Easter, and Advent Christmas seasons and throughout the year. God's blessings on your week.